This is our devotional commentary for 1 Samuel chapter 9. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Bekorath, son of Aphiah, a Benjaminite, a man of wealth. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to Saul, his son, Take one of the young men with you, and arise, go, and look for the donkeys. And he passed through the hill country of Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalishah, but they did not find them. And they passed through the land of Shalim, but they were not there. Then they passed through the land of Benjamin, but did not find them. When they came to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us go back, lest my father cease to care about the donkeys and become anxious about us. But he said to him, Behold, there is a man of God in this city, and he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says comes true. So now, Let us go there. Perhaps he can tell us the way we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, But if we go, what can we bring the man? For the bread in our sacks is gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered Saul, Here, I have with me a quarter of a shekel of silver, and I will give it to the man of God to tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, Come, let us go to the seer, for today's prophet was formerly called a seer. And Saul said to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. As they went up the hill to the city, they met young women coming out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? They answered, He is. Behold, he is just ahead of you. Hurry! He has come just now to the city because the people have a sacrifice today on the high place. As soon as you enter the city, you will find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat till he comes, since he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now go up, for you will meet him immediately. So they went up to the city. As they were entering the city, they saw Samuel coming out toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel, Tomorrow about this time I will send to you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people Israel. He shall save my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have seen my people, because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord told him, Here is the man of whom I spoke to you. He it is who shall restrain my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, where is the house of the seer? Samuel answered Saul, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for today you shall eat with me, and in the morning I will let you go and will tell you all that is on your mind. As for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not set your mind on them, for they have been found. And for whom is all that is desirable in Israel? 
Is it not for you and for all your father's house? Saul answered, Am I not a Benjaminite from the least of the tribes of Israel? And is not my clan the humblest of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then have you spoken to me in this way? Then Samuel took Saul and his young man and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the head of those who had been invited, who were about thirty persons. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion I gave you, of which I said to you, put it aside. So the cook took up the leg and what was on it and set them before Saul. And Samuel said, See, what was kept is set before you. Eat, because it was kept for you until the hour appointed that you might eat with the guests. So Saul ate with Samuel that day, and when they came down from the high place into the city, a bed was spread for Saul on the roof, and he lay down to sleep. Then at the break of dawn, Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Up, that I may send you on your way. So Saul arose, and both he and Samuel went out into the street. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to pass on before us, and when he has passed on, stop here yourself for a while, that I may make known to you the word of God. God may eventually give us what we ask for when we persist in a demand that's contrary to his revealed will. And then we may learn too late that what we want and what we need are two different things. Having insisted on having a king like all the other nations, Israel gets what they asked for in Saul, the son of Kish. No doubt he is the people's choice. Wealthy and handsome, tall and fit, outwardly impressive for sure. Yet he comes across as spiritually dull largely ignorant of the things of God. Even his servant seems more aware of an important man of God than Saul is. And when Saul encounters the prophet Samuel face to face, precisely where Saul had been told he would meet the seer, Saul fails to recognize him and asks rather insensitively where the seer might be lodging. These hints of Saul's inward deficiencies will become more evident as the story unfolds. Though he seems like a noble and capable man, full of leadership potential, Saul will not provide the spiritual direction needed by the nation. As 1 Samuel 9 begins, it was just another day on the farm, as far as Saul knew. A minor irritation disrupts his chores when a couple of donkeys run off and Dad sends him on a long and unsuccessful search mission. Saul is ready to return home when his servant suggests they seek help from a nearby prophet. Some local women give accurate directions, and next thing you know, Saul is standing in the presence of Samuel. This chain of ordinary events that brought them together seems so random and unplanned. But right in the middle of the story, we as readers are let in on a little secret. Saul had been sent by God to Samuel. There was nothing coincidental about this situation. These lost donkeys had wandered exactly where God led them 
so that Samuel might anoint Saul as prince over my people Israel. God let Saul lose his animals so he might find a kingdom. These circumstances came together under the warm providence of God, who had heard the cries of his people and was about to save them from the hand of the Philistines. The Lord sympathizes with the oppressed and responds with tender mercy. We may have acted in stubborn foolishness, but God still cares for his own. His providence is not limited to major figures in salvation history, but extends to each of his people, no matter how common we may appear. Unlike in this chapter, we are not often let in on the secrets of how he is at work, but trust in his promise. Rejoice in his grace and keep looking for those donkeys or doing whatever task God has put before you today. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.